Today's Two Not-So-Rad Dads is brought to you by our patrons. That's right, people, our patrons. If you're listening to this podcast, you're doing so because 20 or so people supported me a couple years ago in starting this podcast network and have continued to support me, and other people have joined them as well. People like Gina, like Kellum, uh, like Tay, like Kim, uh, Brett, Andy, so many people. If I don't name you, I apologize, but you know I love you all, and you know that I know you because you get exclusive podcasts with no advertisements. You get extra pods from our archive, Lost Mythos Theory Cast, Breaking Bad, so many other Game of Thrones, so many podcasts that we've done over 12 years of podcasting. So if you want to support independent podcasting and you love this show, go over to patreon.com slash DVR or go to DVRpodcast.com and click on the Patreon link for as little as $3 a month. That's like less than a cup of coffee a day, people. You can support independent podcasters like us. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Yo, you're listening to Two Not-So-Rad Dads, a weekly podcast about two dads who live on the same block and all the shit they deal with on a daily basis. We will discuss our struggles as parents and what it's like raising our boys in today's society. We share personal information about our kids that will probably embarrass the hell out of them when they get older. (laughs) We'll talk about the tube and what it's doing to you. We do this and a whole lot more while smoking weed together in a garage. I'm your co-host, JD. And I'm Billy, and this is episode 10 of Two Not-So-Rad Dads. All right. And this week's show is brought to you by our patrons. You probably already heard a little Patreon ad I did before the show. That's all I got. Let's do our inhalation. Let's hear that that bong hit, baby. Yeah. Ooh, I hear it. I hear it. What you smoking, JD? Dude, I finally went to a dispensary and bought weed. Oh, nice. Yeah. I went to uh, Cannabis. I tried out a different shop here in town. It's where I used to go. And I picked up uh, this sativa called Lemon Drop made by virgin cannabis is the name of the farm i thought that was kind of funny virgin cannabis baby but this was like like it this was like their 40 dollar an eighth you know i felt like i was in my 20s again buying weed getting them 40 bucks i know i'm so cheap man but it's really good flour um i think it's like 26 percent uh thc or something like that i don't know yeah i don't really care about the numbers but um it's supposed to be good it tastes great it's been a nice high I smoked it out of this new bong that my homie Mark Lamy blew for me. Like, he literally finished blowing it last night. That's nice, man. Yeah. Your friend blew you last night? He, well, no. He blew my bong. Oh. Did you at least get to watch? Or? No, no, no. No video. Oh. But well, I that's do, still but nice. I, I get to now smoke <laughs> out of it. <laughs> He's a he's a great friend. I and thought this really, story was going in a different direction. No, I no. thought we were going to have a different topic this week of <laughs> when, <laughs> when, a dad, when a dad meets a special dad. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to share some love for Lamy oh, here, okay. and we're getting into dick jokes. But hey, that's what episode ten is going to be all about. You yeah, know, 
ten ten's a big number. So I know, I know. That's awesome. But thank you, Mark. Go check him out at uh, Lamy Glass on Instagram. He's doing really great things. Makes really great glass. He just put out these pendants. Uh, he made these glass diamonds with this other cold cutter guy, and they made. Um, this jewelry out of it and it's beautiful and i got i shot a bunch of photos for that that are up on my instagram cool jd white photo and i like uh, it yeah it was really really fun project and with that he made me uh, a little bong i haven't had a bong since i my kids were born i remember yeah. giving my bong to a studio assistant that i had and I, she was like an intern interning for this shoe company i worked for and i was like hey i'm about to have a kid do you want to take my bong home and she's like yeah totally and so I gave my bong to her. I wonder if yeah. she still has it. I don't have. A, you know what? It's funny too that for some reason I too got rid of my bongs when my son was born. And you think about it. I guess it's because in your mind you feel like all oh, the smoke's coming up. It's going to get in the house. It's like it's not in any way discreet or where you know you can like dip outside real quick, right. take a hit. You're not getting the kid high. There's no secondhand smoke anything like that. So I did, I don't, now that you talk about it, I think I have, Oh no, you know what I got? Okay. I remember I picked up at a local dispensary, a, it turns like a Coke bottle into a bong. It's just like a cap, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay. it's a, it's a, it's like a plastic thing. And then it has a, like what what do you what would you call that like a thing you can suck on the end of it your you know hand what I mean? gestures <laughs> you explaining this this classic. is this really should, going in this different should be a youtube today. channel jesus christ i know or maybe on um, pornhub yeah exactly <laughs> um but you know what i mean it had something for your mouth okay so well, it made that it just into be the a bottle. top of the bottle the bottle already is the top well of your it has it no it has both the it has both the bowl uh-huh. and a mouthpiece on it Oh, so you okay. put it right on top and you make it into oh, a bomb. Oh, and the bowl yeah, you just screw is it in. in the mouthpiece. Yep, exactly. Oh. It's all one piece. You screw it into the top. Got it. And then you can use that as a bong. I think you yeah. like pop a hole in the, the two liter, you know what I mean, to get some air in there. Oh, it doesn't have a carb. Uh no, that's I think you have to like make it. Maybe it does. Or does the bowl I don't just know. I, don't remember. I mean, usually the bong the bowl just pulls out. Maybe maybe it does. I can't even remember it. Oh, you know what it does? You're right. It lifts out of the plastic yeah. thing. Okay. Um, wow. I'm, I, I'm like remembering this. I, I could just actually literally walk over and find it and oh, <laughs> in the garage. For some reason, this conversation's making but me higher. I know. Like, me Jesus too. Christ. Me too. But, um, I have not used it in years. So you're making me feel okay. like maybe I should go use that. But I am smoking. Actually, I went for the really cheap stuff. And as I put on my dad glasses, I'm smoking Bruce Banner. Ooh, Bruce Banner. It's 24%. You're looking a little more hulkish. But yeah, I know, baby. But um, it is not the best. It was only like $4 a gram or something. Oh, okay. I guess it's probably a little overgrown. Mm -hmm. But it's it's decent. I went cheap. I But I think I'm going to go back to um, going a little bit higher at the dispensary. I think I've been getting cheap. Yeah. Because my friend Aaron out there in Pittsburgh, he just got his medical card and he's like, yeah, I paid, you know, he's used to paying 60 to 80 for a good eighth mm -hmm. or something. But you know, he's like, I paid 45 and look at this amazing. Eighth. And I'm like, gosh, I haven't paid $45 for an eighth. And since I right. moved here, right. You know, but I guess I should, and I'll get better weed. 
I mean, I don't know. See, my it's thing today hard. was I was I got this bong, and actually, if you go to our Instagram, you'll see I did. Well, I did an Instagram story today. Nice. I don't know if it'll last till Ooh, we're the podcast is things. out. Uh, I've been really lacking on that thing. Oh, it's so hard for me. I just really like. I don't like the for the podcast. This is what's like really important is yeah. me having these conversations and yeah. the like going on to Instagram and trying to sell it part. I'm just like oh, I really like I'm having a hard time with it. But I'm anyway. So today I wanted to post the picture of the bong, and I was like, man, my weed that I grew like I didn't trim it up. It's not pretty. I've been like smoking it, and I'm like so used to it. I was like, I want to go get like good looking weed i haven't had like good looking weed in a lot in a long time so so it's for the picture and for the and yeah and like i asked the guy I was like oh what is what do you think of this one and guys like oh this is really good and i was like oh have you tried this one he's like oh yeah this one's really good too and i was like what about the lemon drop and he's like i haven't tried it but you can look at it and it was the prettiest looking one i was like i'll take the pretty one cool and so yeah anyways it's it's good i'm loving it i'll uh, like enjoy it. it's like a, it feels like a good summertime high yeah, I got, maybe that's I, just because the sun's out. It is the sun's out, feeling good. No more ice. We've got we've had electricity the yeah. whole time since the last episode we recorded. Oh, by the way, I loved your episode with Lad. Yeah, that was fun. Huh? That was a rad Lad pod. Yeah, I tried to say pad, but it didn't come out right. <laughs> I was trying. I was going to try to do like a like a Massachusetts thing. That was a rad Lad pad. Uh, I almost got it there. Almost, um, that was close. But that was a lot of fun. But we're back. And speaking of Instagram, we were going to talk a little bit about culture shock and the differences in the cultures that our sons are growing and daughters are growing up in, yeah. which I contend. Uh, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit because I want to hit you with the surprise because you wanted to talk a little bit first, which I think we should talk about how our sons are doing so awesome in biking and being yes. so adventurous and being brave. And also how I think you and I speaking about it on one of the first podcasts, my fear of watching him jump the ramp and how I like, you know, I'm very, I, as we have also talked about, I, I, have some processing issues sometimes and yeah. I can, I just th- see things as negative at first is my mm. first reaction. So I have to kind of get over the hump of that, right, right. you know, and work through it and how great you've been doing. But I have some sad news because it's going to affect that conversation. Oh man. Yesterday, Lachlan, was on a went up to Mount Hood right and did a little bit of a nature kind of walk with Perry's friend that uh-huh. moved up there which it was snowing I mean that's living in Portland is amazing you can go anywhere see so much different environments it's amazing yeah. but uh he stepped in a hole and twisted his ankle and he is going to be out of commission for a bit of time man oh. like he can't even walk now we thought it might have been broken. Yeah. Did you go to the doctor? We did not go to the doctor because he is able to feel it, move okay. it. It's just severely sprained. Yeah. So I wrapped it, iced it, elevated it. It's better today than it was yesterday. Good, good. But I think it's going to be a few weeks until he can really get on the bike, especially yeah. the bike, because you yes. know how ankles and bikes are. Yeah, I hurt my ankle yeah. really bad this this summer, this yeah. last summer. 
Ryan Pikes. Oh, that's so unfortunate because, yes, Lachlan has made leaps and bounds in riding bikes. He is really uh, – he. I don't know what happened, but Lachlan all of a sudden lost fear yeah. for just two seconds, and that two seconds progressed him a yeah. ton. He was riding Lumberyard and just kind of rolling through things, but I think he was like – enjoying making it through a section of the course that was the blue line that was really challenging and at first he wouldn't drop in with enough speed to make it up the next ramp and would kind of fall over was super skittish and um and for parents out there with kids that they're trying to get into these sports it's really wise to try to keep them off the really hard stuff that they might want to go to if the other kids are doing it but it can really deter them from wanting to ride yeah, if yeah. they keep crashing and hurting themselves yep. and they're getting in the way of these other riders that are really good. And that's when accidents happen and people yeah. get really and they also. Up. And also one thing that I noticed as you say that is he even said to me like feeling pressure from the other people on that line mm-hmm. and in a sense, it created almost like, you know, a negative mental space for him mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. those people there weren't trying to help him be better. They weren't his riding bros. Right. They were somehow his competition or getting in their way. They were mad at him. So you are right. That little bit of hesitation he has has disappeared. I think that you should give yourself a pat on the back because I think you are a great coach to him. And supportive to him. And I think Xander too. Yeah. I think feeling like he has a support crew of you guys that are there with him means a lot to him. And I think in a sense it was a lesson to me as a dad because I think stepping away. I say to him, look, I am not great at everything, pal. Right. Like your dad can teach you how to do a lot of things. But JD can teach you how to do this. You know? And he also is very invested in your in your approval totally you know totally. he wants yes. he, to in his mind you're like a professional biker yes and you know what you're doing right and he's a good one thing i i will say about my son i have many positive things but he is like i was when i was a kid if i met someone and they were good at something i did not have an ego mm-hmm. i i just i would say you're better than me teach me and he's good at that. When he is not good at, when he knows he needs to learn, I think he has a good tendency to let his ego uh, go and say, "Okay, mold me, yeah. JD." I I also I call him out like, and my sons I do the same thing when they like, and maybe I don't know if it's a good parenting trait or not, but when they're make when they're like, "Oh, I totally jumped this thing today." I'm like, well, you actually didn't. (laughs) And I bring them down because I don't want them to like, I mean, part of it's like, I don't want you to think that you're, that you've peaked, that you're, you're the best that you can be because you're far from it. We've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work. So Lachlan was uh, rolling through the green line, rolling through the green line, trying to get his wheels off the ground, could not get his wheels off the ground. And it's, it's a lot of things. It's, uh, it's not pumping. It's not going into the jump with speed and it's not like preparing yourself to go off the jump correctly. And it's, it's something that's going to come with time. I mean, my kids have been riding there for months now and I've had them practicing jumping on our home ramps for a 
long time and they're just now getting it, you know? And so um, I could see Lachlan really wanting to land a jump. And so we're there for a two hour session from two to four. And as soon as we're done, Lachlan's like, can we ride the ramps at home? And I was like, sure, Lachlan, like we, I got to make dinner, but we'll have about an hour where he could ride. I the think ramps. what he said was my dad wasn't here to shit his pants and, and need to take two Xanax. <laughs> so can we set up this huge ramp Well, and so, he can come by and get scared, but not react and give positive affirmations. Yeah. Instead. And so I go, I go, are you guys got to ride the booter? I call it the booter. And it's this ramp is not even a booter, but it's bigger than any of the other ramps in the house. And so, um, but it's about half the size of what they were jumping on the green line. And so I go, okay, you got to ride the booter. And Lachlan's like, okay. So I'm like, all right. And I set it up and I put it, I have a landing for it. And so I just put the landing and the jump together. And so there's a gap of maybe like six inches between the two ramps. Which their wheels would go right over. I knew that wasn't a factor, um, but I did know that if you hit that jump with speed, that it'll it'll send you up and it'll yeah. send you far. Yeah. And Lachlan comes flying into this jump, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" But I didn't say anything. I just let him. I was like, "He's this is going to be his experience. This is going to be the make it or break it time in Lachlan's yeah. biking career. He's either going to come off of this thing <laughs> and be so uncomfortable in the air this that he it, crashes people. and dies, or <laughs> oh he's going to sit. Well, oh I mean, not God. die, but you know, he's going to crash, and then oh, that, he, and then he's going to be like, yeah, he's going to crash, and then he's going to be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not. I'm never doing this because it's his first time going into it. I already but, know the outcome, and I'm right, nervous. I know. So he comes flying." <laughs> into it he sends it and he's like perfect in the air he he goes over the landing and lands in the flat of the street his feet don't come off the pedals he doesn't bounce his chest off the handlebars he lands it and you could see him like his eyes lit up like yeah that's what it feels like i understand now like this is what it feels like i couldn't get that kid to stop doing it and then i see you coming down and i'm and well no he's like can you videotape this and send this to my dad and i'm like sure lachlan like let's go and he goes into it again and sends it even farther and then i'm like all right this you're sending them too far i've got to move the landing back so now lachlan gets to a point where he's sending probably like a four to five foot gap in between these two ramps and he's landing it at the bottom of the landing. Like he's sending it farther than yeah. he should be. And I'm like, we, we could still move this landing back. And he's like, uh, well, no, that looks a little too scary. And so he knew his limits, yeah. which was awesome. Like he knew like I'm sending this, but I also want to make sure that I can ride this yeah. again tomorrow. And I, I feel, and it, he grew, he grew immensely right there in bike handling I and riding too, a bike man. and his confidence was yeah. so much higher it was really awesome to I, see. I came riding up and he and i was i mean i did have like the oven on i was like hey we're gonna eat and um because as you said you guys were coming back so i i do become try to become more aware okay i'm riding up in the past i have ridden up and he is gets more timid because he doesn't want to worry me. He doesn't want to. Yeah, I, mean, totally. I was like, you, you, I was like, you better go now. Lock yes. on your dad's coming. And but once he I gets think, here, you're not going to jump yeah, it. I think I did a good job, though, because you did. I didn't you do did. that. I said, good job, pal. And I, I may have 
said something to Erica, your wife, like, you know, like a little bit to the side. But I was trying not to let him see. But he sent that gap in front of you and you didn't freak out. No, no, no. You watched him and you were like, that was awesome. And and I was not expecting that out of you. Well, I I have to. It's very strange. It was awesome. Because um, I used to do the same thing, you know, and our ramps were way less safe than the ramp that you built awesomely in your garage bro like our ramps were literally just like a, a sign on the side of the road in a garbage can totally. you know i mean and then it would one out of molding yeah you, you were lucky if the ramp held when you went over it that yeah, was part of the totally. fun you know but he so i it's it something kind of clicked a little bit where I was standing there and I saw like myself, you know, like yeah. jump in. And I remembered, you know, of course, sans helmet and pads that I didn't have. And um, I think that I felt a bit better about it. And then it's funny that, you know, three days later, he's just like walking along at some park in Mount Hood and he falls into a hole or, or a br- he was climbing some bridge at a park. I don't remember what it was and twists his ankle, right? Yeah. Which is inocula. Inoc- I said that word wrong. Innocuous. Innocuous. I almost, I almost said incubus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about that band. Sick. That guy was a good looking guy. The lead singer of incubus. I wonder what happened to him. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, yes, you're right. It's, and I it goes to show you what yeah. am I, I was not worried when my wife sent me pictures of them climbing up a hill in Mount Hood, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Right, right. They're safe. It's fine. I was not worried. So the, uh, the fear that I'm attaching to this action, probably because I fell and broke my arm on a bike or just, you know, it's the first kind of dangerous thing he's doing. Right. You know, as he gets older, it's a sign to me as a dad too. Like we're going to have to let him drive at some point or let him do what, you know, so um yeah it's a learning experience it, i can actually i can roll that into what i want with that article that i sent you and yeah, what our other point it. is um so this week i was kind of thinking a lot about that and last week too and in general i've been trying to prepare more to get back into the world of podcasting after covid you know i was previously doing three to five podcasts a week And um, had a main sponsor and was selling ads through other shows and other websites and stuff. And it was it was not only um, kind of like a it wasn't just a hobby. It was a it had become a job, you know, even though I still approach it the same way, which is enjoying conversations with people. Or when we talk about film, we analyze. But, um, you know, it's more I like the more conversational tone, you know. Um, you're just, you're just, uh, uh, lucky to be able to do this to chat to, for like for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it worked out I've been doing it for 12 years too. And we've had a lot of people who have been listening and we put a lot of hours behind it, you know? So I think I'm, I've gotten pretty good at it to do it as a job. And, uh, in, in that I'm thinking more about getting into, you know, Twitch, YouTube, the whole world that exists within this thing. Because even today, some kids, they go, Hey, that was a cool podcast. I watched on YouTube. <laughs> like, no, you watched yeah. a video on YouTube, right, right. a podcast is audio. But then I'm like, who am I to tell them that yeah. this is what I begin to think. Right. I have a friend named Justin, Justin Thomas, um, 
and uh, he is more into that world than I am, and he's a bit younger than me. He's not that young, but he's younger than me. And so I've been talking to him a lot about stuff and trying to read up on the world of, hey, maybe I should do all the podcasts on Twitch or I should do it on uh, Facebook Live and YouTube and all this kind of thing. <clears throat> so I'm trying to say, how do you position yourself and branding, just like you were saying, yeah. which stuff I suck at. Yeah, I suck. Like my branding is like, we had a great time. Enjoy it. My friend Donald is always making fun of me because I'm always like, enjoy or, you know, like the most bland thing. <laughs> like, right. We had a great show. Like, that's not very descriptive. But you um, got to have, you just, that's why you hire people out yes, to do that. Yes, I, I know, I know. Or what I think is, and it's the same thing when I taught video production for 10 or whatever years I taught it, which is I always said to people, um, the most important thing is to make actually a good movie. That's it. That's not, that's the most important thing because today we live in this world where people are like, I want to make a movie. What do I need? First, I need the most expensive camera. <laughs> I need a producer. I need somebody to do this for me. Right? Like, right. no, just how about you do something good? Like, you know what you're doing. So we do a good show, you know? Right. And that's what I've always concentrated on doing a good show. I think I'm a good host. I keep the co topics moving. I speak clearly and concisely, maybe too much. <laughs> but what the fuck are you going to do about yeah. that? That's genetic. That's kind of your job. Uh, that's my job, right? right? So I've been reading more articles about this world and also thinking about our sons, this, this new generation. I'm almost 50. Now I'm kind of, even after a year, just re-entering podcasting is different. It's been taken over by corporate people now. Mm -hmm. It, like I was telling you, it used to be like 70% of the TV and film podcasts were independent podcasters like myself, people who were either may, maybe some people were fans or like me worked in the industry, had a love for it. You know, right. now it's like 80% NBC presents the good place podcast. Mm -hmm. I was like, they got a, they got a podcast for that. I mean, I love that show, but you know. Everybody has their own professional pods. And I came up across this article about this person called Corpse Husband on a website called Polygon, which I enjoy. And there was another article, too, um, about um, virtual people who pretend who have virtual avatars on YouTube they're like, <laughs> like, you know, on your phone, how you can pretend you're like something else. You know, I'm a right. little giraffe. Oh, got you. Yep. That, that, that's what they do on YouTube. They pretend they're someone else the whole time. That's their gag, you know? And it, is it like similar character? Yes, as that? exactly. Okay. It's probably the same program. It's they're not probably like using FaceTime. Like, looking human being. Sometimes it's a bit more advanced, oh, okay. but it's like a whole thing. And I just started to realize, JD, the more I read this stuff, how absolutely insane our children's pop culture or cultural experience is and how different it is from ours. It is not like you and me. I can say my dad's favorite singer was Elvis, right? Mine was, you know, when I was a little kid who said, I, I loved Peter Gabriel or I, right. These kids don't think like that, that monoculture that existed where the top song, everybody knows it, the top movie, everybody that doesn't exist anymore. 
Kids watch a million different. Some YouTube kid has 150 million followers. Right. Like each video they drop gets 100 million views. That's like what the Super Bowl used to get. Yeah. You know, it's it's insane, the fragmentation of media and of culture. And I'm trying to think how am I going to handle it as even my son gets more into it. And we've recently taken away like Fortnite, a lot of the online gaming stuff. And I will not let him on social media or have a phone until he can drive. Are you, do you have those same fears as me? When you look around, when you read this article on right. Corpse Husband, who is a guy who lives at home with his mom, right? Mm-hmm. Has severe agoraphobia, supposedly all these different ailments, but it's like these ailments sell him to people. Like they like that he's hurt. And he, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's he like becomes an object. Yes. Yeah. It's like if you took like the Kurt Cobain of it all, like uh-huh. back in the nineties when people like my pain, man, you know, but exemplified that to the utmost degree to where even that person knows that they're actively selling that aspect of themselves and everybody is a brand, you know, right. It was so foreign to me reading that article and how a person can become a you get famous by commenting on it while other people are playing video games, like with what Twitch is, which is just people watching people play video games right. while they talk. And so the, he was just commenting on the video games he, being played by other people. Yeah. And then he would make his own where he was playing the game. And then he plays the game and another friend comes on and they chat and do like a little skit in the corner. Mm-hmm. While, but he doesn't show his face. It's so strange, and it made me feel so old, <laughs> so very old. And I don't think that I was wrong to feel that way because I don't think that the things that were different from my, say, my father's growing up uh-huh. to me, even my stepfather, who grew up in the fucking forties. It was just a different flavor, whereas what our children have is like a completely different like meal. You know what I'm saying? Like just something not it's not even food. It's like Yeah, but something I, I don't think, understand. Or am I wrong? I think you're wrong okay, in some I like regards. That. I think that there's more access to the food or whatever the the analogy you're using i think like because of the internet it's easier to find these people but you can go back to vito Aconci, the performance artist in like the 60s or 50s Ooh, i love that you said that okay and that's you, cool and you yeah. can have a do like he w- i think he had a project where he called himself like the human hot dog and he just like slid around <laughs> on ketchup and must i forget i forget what he like there's one performance oh, where he sat underneath art. the stage of his performance and masturbated into a microphone and it and played the audio and that was his perform like weird shit oh no he pushed a paint bucket around the gallery and slid in it i think and called it a painting it was like just like this wacky shit that you learn about in art school but you would you wouldn't know about that shit unless you were 
in art school or yes. part of that yeah, that little group and now there's more access to all those groups right like mainstream isn't talking about this guy yeah. but this subculture is definitely but it's not and it's not a, it's like the subculture is it's now obvious to everyone that this subculture is actually like 10 times larger than the culture right and I think that's the shock. I love that you said that because one of the things that Justin said to me when we were talking about, you know, like how do how would you fit into this world? Like, am I going to do a podcast where we're talking about, you know, Game of Thrones and then like we quickly do a little segment where we're dressed up as Game of Thrones people and we started to talk about it. And then he was like, it's like vaudeville. It's or it's like it's uh uh you it's like um pt barnum it's like a cir- it's like just right. any entertain bread and circuses it's it's basically like where people are kind of trying anything to make the audience have fun just anything it's a fucking to introduction to and fake sponsors yeah <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know it's like yes that. yeah that's interesting see that makes me that made me feel cuz i want to fight the feeling I do understand that the monoculture has disappeared, so we are different. But I don't want to be a person to say that we had it better, because I don't think that way. I just think it's different. And as a matter of fact, I think they have it better. It's more confusing, perhaps, but I think they have it better because, as you said, instead of being having one monoculture forced down your throat like Michael Jackson is the greatest singer and dancer that ever existed in the history of the universe, you must believe this, right? Or like, you must love Men at Works Down Under in the 1980s. Um, Instead, their favorite band is like some band they found on instagram that lives in iowa or some shit yeah but and you has still, like you still have the kids that follow all the mainstream shit too i, I think, think you do but i, I think, think it's a lot less you just have this access to the subculture that and you're not thinking about that same access from when you were a kid like you're not thinking about the underground punk bands and punk scenes yeah, that but were we, huge they were right they were huge but they're not as huge as ha- being, having the internet to be well, able to because, instantly see yeah, it anywhere and, around the world right and so it's that's just what I it's mean. just yeah. magnifying it. right yeah but that's what i mean is but that it's not good that, is that well yeah it's just more access to it. it's like it's there's more people it's bigger it's just but it's still the same i think being in that culture you still feel like you're this it's the same it's the same group to you as being part of that that's small subculture point. of punk in you know from southern california yeah. You're you're part of that community. You feel like you're that community. Yes, now these communities might be a lot bigger on this internet, but that's only because we're connected closer together. That subculture of punk in the South Bay of Southern California would have been just as big if it was a, if it had that same connection to reach I out. You know, so it's like it's still the same shit. It's just a different lens that we're looking at it through because we're now we have more experience. We're you know we're older. We're we're we don't necessarily understand it because yeah. we're like having to learn it where our kids are just growing up into it. Right. So they make all the mistakes pushing all the buttons and then eventually it's like 
like Xander comes to Erica's computer and is like, watch this, and turns her whole Google theme to some fucking bright ass blue, <laughs> crazy photos. I mean, me and Erica are looking at it, and it was almost like we were sucking on sour candy. It was like, oh God, I can't even look at this thing. And he's like, isn't this, isn't this, he would have said fucking if, yeah, he, if he could. Yeah. Isn't this cool? Yeah. Isn't this so cool? And so it's like, yeah. They have this access, so they don't even know better. They probably like think it. that their community like is it. it's still just as big as That's we thought great, ours was. I love that point. You made a great point there, JD, which is that when you're inside of it, it still feels the same, right? Yeah. Like, um, it may the transmission process or whatever may be different, right? Or the delivery, but the delivery system, but you're still getting that feeling of hey. These are like-minded people mm-hmm. that I we have uh, maybe a, a specific taste, music, art, whatever that we share. I just think it's very interesting that um, though it's like it has been inverted. Like you used to be in that small thing and look out and see the world. Now you like look out and see the world, and it's like my God, it's full of stars. Like there's a million genres you can choose from. Like I was shocked to find out that a big thing on like TikTok and Twitch is being goth or emo. Yeah. These are still big things. <laughs> like, it's like People are still dressing like that. Like they're like well, the goth back thing around, is right? still it's like it's popular. Bad. And that may actually made me feel better. See, yeah. that was when I felt a little bit better. I guess I was having an existential dilemma, which was, do I need to change to keep up with this? I eventually made, I think, the correct decision after thinking about this and including in this podcast, Mm -hmm. which is, no, I'm going to be me because that's what I, it's the only thing I can be. And there will be people who enjoy me. And even if I am on YouTube or Twitch or doing a podcast like we're doing now, I don't, I have never been one to feel like I have to kind of keep up with this, like be hip, you know, because I'd rather go for depth rather than hipness or like just kind of be myself. Yeah, but so I, think I don't have, have to, to understand it, but I should I should pay more attention to it. I've learned. I think I need to not don't fight it. Yes, because I was. I yeah. think when I read that article and the reason why I sent it to you and again, I encourage people if you're of our age to read this article, even the way it's written and the way um, it's described that this guy gained millions of followers because he was on a on a Twitch stream with AOC and she said, you're you have a deep voice. Yeah, because he said, hey, hey, AOC. And she like got startled. And then he said, and this became a meme today, like this moment. Right. That's a, it's an it's another way of even looking at time differently mm-hmm. where we would say that film was great. That episode was great. A lot of kids today are fixated on moments. Right. Mm-hmm. They're fixated. They said that that moment was memed over five million times and spread on Instagram. And I didn't understand what that meant. And what it means is people would take it and like write on it. Cute. Right. Or put some donkey flying across the screen like unicorn or some shit, or add themselves or yeah, right, make like, it their own. Manipulate the yeah. image in some, which is art, which I totally, love, yeah. and all of this stuff is art. Like I'm very impressed when I see that you know young girls on TikTok are learning how to 
do in-camera edits for their music videos and like by throwing their camera over in their face, which is stuff that I used to do that I learned when I first started doing it is when I saw Spike Lee doing the famous thing where he held the right, where he rose up on the thing where the camera mm. was straight. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and like when I was even younger too, like Michelle Gondry, how he yes. is so such a fan of in-camera production, I'm so inspired by that. I see them doing I think that's amazing. Perry and I were watching this show, um, Design Star, which is a great HGTV reality okay. show. And now they like a big part of it is that these designers have to be on social media and they have to make a recording and everything. And the girl who made the most amazing woman, I should say, made the most amazing like video that they loved because she's doing the thing where she like jumps into a wall. And when she hits back, it's a different color. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were like, this is so everybody because it looked like what everybody did. But then her room sucked. Right. Yeah. I was saying I was almost proven wrong within my thought process because I assumed being old curmudgeon. Oh, they're going to love her because no, they still wanted the depth. They still wanted her to actually be able to design, Mm -hmm. right? Like you could take great photos, JD, and someone could hire you off your photos. But if you walked in there and acted like a total dick and didn't know how to actually be a business person and a human being, right? And conduct art, right? Right. Um, they would never hire you again, or they would probably ask you to leave before they even saw your photos, Yes, yeah, you know sometimes if you're a big enough asshole, they well, think you're important and they bring you on that's for less even of that more is money. Ha- yeah, but. but I mean, I think less of that is happening. And that's a, that's what I think well, a lot of the know. whole Me Too, a lot of the movements we're seeing in society is a pushback just against privilege in general, you know? Yeah. I Whether mean, it's, it's even the privilege of art. It, it is. There is a, a lot of... Um, it's like a lot of response driven art right now. Right. It's like all in response to something is what things are being made, but there's a really good documentary called press pause play. That was from, I think like the earlier 2000s. I saw this. Yes. And with Moby and all these different artists and they're talking about how uh, digital art is changing our perception of what is good. Now that we all have access to these yeah, tools, that is t- we're all <laughs> flooding the world with really yeah. shitty stuff. And yes. you have to wade through yes. all this shitty uh, stuff exactly. to get to good things. So, yes, they, the, the, the designer that was shitty got called out and that's good. But some of these things that are really popular are popular because they were actually made by people who are shitty and we now embrace that look let's talk about instagram when instagram first started or tumblr tumblr is actually better the um point and shoot camera became super cool in photography blurry images out of focus exposure was just shit and you're just cranking levels in photoshop to get some kind of definition in shadows and that was like a look That was the cool thing, and it was because we were so flooded with amateurs that all the professionals got got covered up, and now this is this is the new standard of what a beautiful image can be, and it's so it's like it's really changed everything. Music has changed because of this. Hip hop has changed 
greatly I, because I mean, of all this. art, dude. I you can know? name things in film and TV. Totally, and yeah, yeah so course, much, definitely. so much. And so there, there, there is that aspect to think That's about. That's an interesting concept. But yeah. I'm wondering if now that that has happened long enough that people are starting to come back because you do see a higher production value mm. and a higher branding identity for more businesses. And it isn't so much like cheap, quick art. It, uh, now it's like higher production. You mean you just don't call something street? Right. 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 What are you? I'm a street artist. What does that mean? Well, I'm kind of shitty and I really, uh, really I'm successful because I'm good about talking about myself and promoting myself. (laughs) Right, right. So I'm on the street. You get Uh, it? Yeah. Well, like tourists really keep me alive. (laughs) You know, that's what it is. That is interesting. I like the perspective you've brought on this, man, because I think about this because I mean, I have always been a dude who was interested, I mean, mainly in TV and film, but comic books. And I have gotten more become as I've gotten older, I have to realize both. And with our sons, you know, as my son gets older and makes fun of me in certain ways or starts like getting into certain things that I would not have gotten into when I was a kid, you know, something different. Right. Um, I do try to discuss things like this because I like to assimilate this into my life rather than reject it. Mm -hmm. And even though I do find a lot of the social media, Instagram, all the YouTube, especially to be extremely inauthentic in its, in its attempt to be authentic, it proves that it is fake, right? right? Like when you strive to represent reproduce i can't speak that out very high reproduce (laughs) (laughs) reproduce something as vision said in the last one division episode you know if you replace all the um you replace all the planks in a boat that's not the same boat anymore if after a while when you're repairing something that in the end you've replaced the entire thing it's not the same thing but i have a retort which is that what is it every seven years all the cells in your body i was just are replaced yeah. are you the same well you're not no. but you are so what really it, all we have is let's get back to it baby the moment right the like moment, yeah. the moment we live in the here and now trying to be open and accepting that's what i try to do and when i feel this kind of push like when i read that article of like negativity i want to investigate it because i'm like this is strange like why are there so many kids Another thing I was going to mention is who are always online. And this is something I found with some of Lachlan's friends. And I find it to be, it's it to me, it's sad that you are like on Xbox Live anytime. If I log in, the kid, can Lachlan play? Like anytime, maybe he has a notification on his phone that I don't know about or something. But even when I see adults, like there's some film critics that I'm big fan of. One dude I used to work with at the Star Ledger. The guy is online all like he tweets all day long, yeah. non-stop. Non-stop. An hour does not go by that he doesn't have five tweets. Now I know this guy's had a lot of personal problems in his life and strife. And I know people seek solace in the internet and in in social media and such, you know, and in culture in general. Right. But it's like 
because there's no monoculture, it's like, hey, if you didn't like Michael Jackson, you could just kind of be your own dude. But now it's like you have to choose something, right? You have to be a part of the culture. The, do you see what I'm saying? How it like switch turned around. You can't be an outsider anymore. There's no such thing. Well, that's because any outsider is now part, is the There's outsider sub has a Facebook group, right? So you know what I'm saying? Like when I was listening to Nirvana when I was 18 or 17, mm-hmm. I could feel even though it was MTV. When I walked outside. I didn't feel that I could turn off MTV, but social media doesn't fucking turn off for these kids. Mm -mm. So they're always aligned with their group. They have to be in their group, right? Or they have to choose a group. And that's where I kind of was going to the thing with Lachlan, right? I think about him kind of saying like, Hey, be free to go in another group. If you were in this group, like we liked Gundam a lot. You're really into it. You can like, you can do like Fortnite for a little while, right? You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. Or maybe you don't like any of them and you just kind of turn everything off and read a fucking book for a day. Right. Or go outside and play. Like have alternatives, you know? Yeah. Um, because I think that I've been off Facebook uh, for about a week now. I feel great. And I've, I've, even, my, I've been looking at my phone so much less because when he went off the Xbox, I said, I'm going off the Facebook then, buddy. There you go. I'm doing it with you. Right. Solidarity. Your dad's going to show you. I can do it, too. Um, But I don't want to be, again, the person who said Facebook is horrible. All social media is horrible. It's terrible. It's off because it's people. Yeah, I mean you you don't have you don't have to tell everyone what you're not doing. <laughs> Love that's a great thing to you know. It's a great lesson. Like, like every yeah, everyone's like, oh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, good. That's that's a you great, know, like, JD, who cares? dude. You're fucking man. I'm telling you, dude. You're like the Buddha over there dude, telling me. Well, I had a, the knowledge I had a on me today. Great morning and a gr- well, yesterday, you're Erica. Seeing it. Erica got accepted into chiropractic Congratulations. School, That's awesome. And we had awesome. her friends come over, and I made a ton of that pastor that we talked about in the first episode. That I just ate, and it was yeah. absolutely delicious. I brought you tacos today. And so, um, yeah, I'm just like feeling myself. I had my That's brunch good. group with Rich and Delicious, and we talked like about some it. really awesome stuff, and I'm feeling good. I even rode my new B- – I got a new BMX bike. I rode that over yeah. today. So I, I like am, it, baby. I'm on a high. But you're going back to you, what you're talking about is um, – I think that our kids are seeing this now at the age of seven and eight. And by the time they are truly part of the culture or the subculture, their shit's going to be even different than what it is now. That's a great point. So I think us looking at what it is now and realizing what is good or bad for humanity that we're seeing in this and trying to help share and guide and show our children that there's more than this, right? Like part of the reason that we go and ride mountain bikes is so that we are not in the city. We are in the trees. We can stop and things are quiet or at least things are nature, you know? And so, um, I think, you know, it's like, it's hard because parents, our parents grew up where the economy was doing, better you know like the 80s weren't terrible and the 90s weren't bad and then the kids that are now in their teens their parents were like hit hard by the early 2000s and so 
what does that do to the kids group? You know, if the parents are having a hard time, what are the, what is, what is now control, what is now being presented in front of the kid, right? Is it the YouTube videos? Like that's probably when all that shit started was like, Hey, let's sit down and watch some, and you think it's harmless as a parent, but then now your kid's grown up from eight until 18 watching YouTube videos. And then, you know, so what does that do? So it's like me noticing that now, like me and Erica are like, turn off the YouTube. Like we haven't done, (laughs) we haven't done switch in our house. Even when we had the winter storm, the kids didn't play any switch. They do play a mountain bike game on the iPad or my phone. Descenders, baby. Well, we play, yes, we play this Red Bull game called bike, but yes, Descenders is super awesome, but it's on the switch. So we don't, we don't even let them play that one. See, he doesn't get, that's an interesting thing is Lachlan has been really good. If he, if he's playing a game singularly by himself, okay. Mm -hmm. On the switch particularly, because we don't, there's not really a lot of the games he uses the online functionality for that. Right. It, I can be like, turn the thing off and he'll be like, okay, dad, I'll turn it. You know, mm, yeah, it's no. when the online aspect is added for him mm-hmm. that he can't control himself, mm. that he feels like he is indebted somehow to the friend he has that he must stay on with them. Ah. He must, he, you know, like yeah. they're a team now or something. Right. So that's interesting. Everybody has different levels. That's right? so funny because I'm thinking about when I was over here and you told Lachlan to tur- turn off Fortnite one time and he's like, hold on, let me give this guy all of my gear. Yes. And he yeah. starts emptying out and yeah. I'm like, damn, I remember when I was a guy who turned off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I was playing with a buddy, it was like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, you know, man. like you got to yeah. find this shit. That's so, the difference, like, man. That is interesting. Yeah. Xander, no. Xander plays that screen two inches from his nose and he is in it and it's you know it's it's not good for him and it's not good for our house and so we're just not allowing it and i think he's at a young enough age that he doesn't need to be doing that constantly i I, I agree brother and now that it's like it's well it's it's hard during the winter time right summertime we didn't have these issues because summertime they're wanting to ride the pump track they're wanting to be outside me too you know all of us are yeah Yeah, we want to go on adventures more so um it's it's the winter time that's hard especially in the northwest where it's always wet and i just wish that i could be a better parent at teaching xander that like the water's not going to melt him and that we just did things outside in the rain but it's, yeah. but honestly being in the rain fucking sucks yeah you get cold you and get you cold get, and wet yeah. and it sucks but man i mean like xander won't ride mountain but we bikes. still i think that we're still pretty i mean you, I see. We, there's times where I think as it gets more to the spring, we're out in the rain more, man. I, I could. Yes. I mean, we're yeah. last when year. When it's thirty four and raining, yes. like no one wants to be so out cold. Shit. Just giving alternatives. See, this is why I say to Lachlan is have is nothing wrong with being bored, and there's a great to have alternatives because yeah. if the power goes out like it did, that really woke me up, and like you know. Play, you know, we could play a card game. You could read a book. I'm so happy that he's doing his reading still. He's mm-hmm. up to 15 pages a day now. That's awesome. Which is awesome. And we're starting writing. And this summer, we're going to be do. I'm going to be having him write every day, two to three sentences on his day before he goes to bed. Or I got to find a time when it's good for his energy. I don't know if before you go to bed is the best time for a kid to have the energy to do that. Maybe when you, maybe in the middle of the day or something, what we did yesterday, but Mm -hmm. just writing every day, because I just do have a fear. Um, 
when it comes to all this internet stuff and social media and all that of seeing of how it's affected me and how I've been sucked into it and seeing how he can get sucked into that online element because he's a social person right. that just that he knows that there are other options. And when I see his friends who are always constantly online and when I see people my age who are constantly online, I do feel a certain sadness, you know, and maybe I'm, maybe that's not right. Or maybe that's, maybe that's, um, somehow condescending of me to say that. I mean, there's times I've been online and got, maybe they're just at work, you know, and they log into Twitter real quick. But I just noticed that all of these trends are like that corpse husband thing, these YouTube, these Twitch things, they are all really focused on people feeling like they're outsiders desperately wanting people to know they're outsiders but not being able to because no one is an outsider anymore and the the freaks are running the asylum you know and i don't have a problem with that i'm a fucking freak right, right. but it was fun for me to be a young freak i loved being 10 11 12 reading 2001 and being and looking around and being like these dumb motherfuckers you know what i'm saying i liked sitting around with my friends and feeling like we were geeks i kind i don't know i enjoyed being a geeky kind of kid like that and i think it's kind of rough where kids have to prove that they're an ounce like what club they're in or something but and dude, I, you know that's always that's that always, is true you're right that's always right? true like you're if right. you listen to rap music in the early 2000s and it wasn't <laughs> underground if you were right. listening to right. underground right. rap then you're, oh you're listening to that you radio. lost sight of the movement you, you yeah. listen to that radio yeah. shit when your favorite band finally got that's the big true. label what did they do they that's, sold this is what out. i'm saying dude you know? I, I went to a charlatans uk concert with my man afu and ludwig and uh, it was at, um, oh man, what fucking place was that? That I don't know if it's still there. Uh, I don't remember anymore. So many venues in New York. And uh, it was a Charlatans UK. And of course, they were part of like Britpop, but also mm-hmm. Shoegaze, uh-huh. you know? And they start the first song and this fucking English guy in the back yells, you lost sight of the movement. <laughs> And everybody turned back and just started laughing at him. And then the band, and then the band kind of looked at him. And then they went, bam, and they went really hard into the first song. Yeah. And um, I just that you remind me that I'm right. You know, I mean, I think every once in a while, it is good as a parent to have a discussion or to consider the differences between your kids' generation, their culture, what they think is cool and stuff, mm-hmm. what you did. And realize that, you know, you don't have to be hip. I'm, I don't need to be a cool parent. I don't need to be super hip. I need to be just hip to reality, which is I am old. And there are going to be things that, frankly, I just don't fucking get. Right. And I think are stupid as hell. But like you have taught me over this past hour, J.D., it, it may be totally different, the monoculture versus the Internet. But... We're still just fathers and sons and people of different generations trying to understand each other. And I overall, I hope that the online culture does slow down just a little bit, you know, because I do feel like balance is a good thing. 
And, yes, and, but let's think you know? about the important part of this culture now is young kids have a voice. Yeah, that's that amazing. Dude, look at the, look at the social and cultural change and yes. movements we've seen. You had seen. to wait till yeah, you're great. 18 to have a voice, oh, you know? Yeah. And now you've got like yes. eight and nine-year-olds running the world. But like they've always <laughs> run the world, right? Marketing <laughs> has always been geared to like younger yeah, generations. That's, that's and, true. But now they get to like – they get to say shit's fucked up too, which is cool. Dude, it was, I, I just have to say again, in this same, um, uh, it was, uh, in this same, whatever research session, I was reading an article where they interviewed like the top 15, like, um, Twitch and YouTubers, mm. like how they started. Mm -hmm. And they were like, I started making videos when I was nine. Right. And then the other one was like, I really got into YouTube when I was 13 and a half and I'm sitting there and I'm like, that is both super scary to me and I'm super impressed at the same time because when I was 11 or 13 and if I had had the opportunity to do stuff like that, I probably would have been doing it too. You know what I mean? Right. I would have been, I was already making videos with my friends. I was making movies when I was 10. Mm-hmm. You know, so it makes me a little jealous, too. And I think sometimes a little bit of the fear uh, and the pushback you get from your kid, senior kids is there is a little bit of jealousy. Oh, that totally. They really have so many more toys than we had. <laughs> yes, I was just like talking to my They're therapist lucky about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was telling I was like, that's I, something to consider. I'm I was getting mad at Xander and Nico. Cause they weren't really trying one day at Lumberyard, and I wanted, I like, I want biking to be a learning experience and not just like go ride your bike and have fun. Like there's going to be days where we go to Lumberyard and I'm going to ask you to do something and challenge yourself, right? Lachlan would have never gone off that ramp. If I wasn't telling Lachlan all day on the green line, you got to ride faster, dude, you got to ride faster. You're riding too slow. It's making it harder on you. Ride faster. Lachlan, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you go a little faster? Yeah. How about you give me two harder pedals this time? Let's go. And you know, and, and encouraging him, and not yeah. saying it necessarily in that tone, but like being like, "Hey, Lachlan, let's like watch watch this kid go. Watch how he goes, and like and learning that and showing that. So yeah. there's got to be a learn. You know, like sometimes I look at myself while I'm at the park, and I'm one of the only parents out on the ramp, but I do realize like okay well my kids are five and seven they're a lot younger than some of these other kids and i'm an invested parent i'm not like stuck on my phone or doing work and just letting the child run around free yeah. like i'm taking this as an opportunity to help teach you and to teach you a skill and to help you learn how to learn like we're gonna we're gonna learn that things take a long time to develop. Yeah, you, gotta you know, work for shit. we gotta work for shit. We can't we can't expect to get to lumberyard and then jump all the jumps because that's what you do. Yeah. No, you've got to learn how to pump your ass through this line before you can even start to get air off of this. So I was like having this struggle with Xander and the kids, and I was telling my therapist therapist i was like you know what's really frustrating is that my kids don't understand the opportunity i'm trying to provide for them and that's the part that hurts me is that they just don't know any different dad's always done this yeah so there's no appreciation of being <laughs> like oh yeah. what would this be like if yes. he didn't care yes. you know so they just take it for what it is and so i've got to realize like when to like tone it down 
when to show up, but I've also got to show them how to learn appreciation, Yeah, you know, and like to not take things for granted and, you know, like well, it's respect. like, yeah, I mean, Hey, we're both artists and it's like that, the old adage. And I think you go through that when you're uh, in your teens, you're trying to figure out if you are an artistic person if like uh, you have to have some kind of like you have to be like a tragic person to to, to be an artist, yes. right? You have, oh, there has God. to be a pain for you to. Totally. You must have pain in order to express. Oh, like, I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning <laughs> working on this project for this critique oh, today. Oh, your blood must God. show through. Art school was so yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? I think with kids now on these social medias they're talking about feelings yeah, that were that, never that talked is about great. before i have to this you is know? something that i wanted to mention as a positive okay yeah. i wanted to say this the thing that i did think was absolutely fantastic even about uh, with this weird corpse husband thing is the level of empathy the the level of value on empathy mm-hmm. that the uh, younger generation seems to have and especially after we just had a fucking president who was like literally uh, probably had the empathy portion of his brain was did not grow right like i think that if there's ever an autopsy we'll see that this is you know like there's a problem there right a processing problem and to see the level that they go to want this authenticity to want this empathy it's beautiful it does speak to a certain sadness and a certain wanting to connect right but it's also beautiful because it's valued mm-hmm. and uh, and that's definitely something that i think especially in the united states you talk about what's wrong with this country blah 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 probably it's just people not having empathy i mean if you right. really think about it everybody is be strong or you got to do this or blah 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 oh, or God, i don't yeah. have time for your bullshit about right. no if we all just took had a little bit more empathy like we're talking about but you know what when you have it so good as you're describing with the kids right i think Mm -hmm. that with lachlan like i literally spend more time with him in one day than my father spent with me in like a year a year you know what i'm saying certain years of my life other years i spent some time with my pops but that is not there's no way that i can I can try by telling him stories and and developing his empathy from my situation and other kids to understand that, but that takes time too. So it's like teaching yourself the same lesson, right? Yeah. Whenever you're teaching, you're really teaching yourself. Oh, totally. And I think that that's a beautiful, let's end it. Let's just end it there because it's, that's the most beautiful thing. And also it's very important that you uh, make that kid pedal two more times, really. Dude, it, I mean, <laughs> yes. Put, you got to push him at the same time, totally. though, right? You have to have empathy, but you do have to give them the room to fail, right? And mm-hmm. get up and push through shit. You know? Yes. And and still and the room to have fun. Like, yeah. I, it's still like, we're going to make this a fun experience, but... Let's try to learn something new. And when they do, they're so fucking jacked on it. Like, oh, my God, Xander started jumping this jump on what's called the brown line and was clearing it. And now he sends that thing so high. And I'm just like, 
whoa there. and it's like yeah. it just clicks right and so then they're able to go to the next step and you know and you start building upon it and Lachlan's that way he's sending that first that booter at the house now he rides the green line so much faster yeah he's you know? gonna, and, he's he loves it man he's yeah. so he's so bummed now that he can't he'll be he'll heal up so quick yeah. he's fucking eight like he's not 42 <laughs> this isn't, this, like i hurt my ankle really bad and it did take three weeks to <laughs> heal <laughs> but i'm 39 what did i give him like two months i yeah, was like you're he like, can't he, ride for like a year yeah okay? so lachlan's gonna be back on the bike on his 22nd birthday he's got uh Slight ankle sprain <laughs> that'll keep him out for several years, and then there's the rehab. Wait a second, he we got to do drive. the shots, the pedal. You know yeah. how hard it is to pedal with an ankle. Ugh. He hurt that ankle when he was eight. I'm sorry, he you right. got, let him right. pass the test. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be me. I'll be like shaking on the side, you know. Dear no, PE overall. teacher, please be light on my kid today. Oh, he geez. sprained his ankle four years ago. Oh gosh! All right, man. Well, we should. He'll wrap be good. It up. Yes, let's um, get out of here. We've been talking a while now. I next week. Uh, this episode came a little late, but I'm going to be recording Mine Hunter again this week with Heath, and I'm also doing a special podcast on Wednesday with my boy Michael Aaron, who has a YouTube channel called One Mike, and we're going to be talking all about the Marvel movies, uh. and this is something for me. That also, like this conversation, I've had to generationally and culturally accept more and see the goodness in and have fun with these movies and not be a stick-up-the-ass film snob that I was very much trained to be Mm -hmm. in college, working at a fantastic video store where they people were not coming in and asking for Fast and Furious at World of Video. They were looking for fucking you know, French new wave or whatever, like silent films and shit. Mm -hmm. So that's been this, I guess lately I have been trying to break down some of these, uh, old man walls. I feel like as I'm getting older, I want to try to like, kind of, like I said, I don't need to change and be like the hip guy who knows everything, but I have to at least like kind of give it credence and say, Hey, this is important to other people. Yeah. Maybe I should consider that it could be important to me. Yeah, and you, you know, know, and none of the be generations before this did this, right? All the generations before this just always shat yeah. on whoever wanna, was behind. Yeah, us. you want to kill the kids, yeah. man. And I, I'm not into that. And no. you know, I, I gotta, I'll give a thumbs up to my man, a hustler, Aaron Otto, who I hope is listening, who always is telling me, "Don't shit on kids, man." No. You know, you you kids, you were a kid and you right. hated that. Right. And also, they create a lot of interesting art. Dude, they create some of the most beautiful yeah. stuff. And they so got, you, know you got to listen to... They're, I mean, they're the future. They're what you're going to have to deal with when you're 70 years old. And so you better just like learn what's going on now. I mean, I believe the children are the future. I, I want to. What I want to try to do is treat them well. Yep. Let them lead the way. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, you know, give them all the beauty... Or show them all the beauty they possess inside. Right. Probably something like that. You don't want to pick up on this one? Give them a sense of pride. Yeah, and then I'm gonna pu- throat punch them when they all turn oh. 18. All the, sh- all the you're shit not I didn't make understand. it easier. No. <laughs> now that you're an adult, here it comes. All right, that's all we got. What do you got? Do you have anything to take us out? No. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna have a guest next week, so we might. It might be our first week we miss, but take we'll a see. Week off. That's I might, okay. Yeah, you know, I I kind of realized after interviewing Lad and some of our other guests that. I think having the nice production quality 
just makes you just conversations. Want me there. Well, I want you there. That's it. That's it too. But I just I feel like it. This podcast is easier for me to that's listen fine. to when the audio's nice. Yeah, and I'm I stress about it too much, and I um I, totally and cool. I want to give the guests that respect that they are you know that. Not every time they come on, I give them the sh- shitty microphone. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that we should just stick to the garage. It, it works really well in here. Right. And um, But I would still like to bring guests on. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to we'll say is from here. next time I would like to bring a guest on. Beautiful. I have a couple of different people that I've spoken to. And you of can course only do depends. one at a time. I know. We're only going to okay. do one. Oh, we'll man. just do one. I was like, Billy's going to bring on four people. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to have a Zoom call. Right. Um but uh, I do have a couple different people that I'm thinking of bringing on. Let's do it. And uh, I'll bring on a guest and we'll have a good old time. And yeah, that's cool, man. Like, you know, that's how I feel with the pods, man. I like I love podcasting. My influence has always been freeform talk radio yeah. in the 70s in New York. That's what I grew up listening to. And I just like when people chat and talk and not feel forced or like we're doing skits or something like that. So if you don't feel I that's when you said that to me. I said if you don't feel comfortable, fuck it. We'll do it every other week. Right. And people want to listen, trust me. Guess what, people? I hate to break it to you, but there's like 10 million other fucking podcasts you can listen to to fill your time in between the two weeks that two not so rad dads <laughs> take off, okay? <laughs> There's other shit. We just talked a whole hour and 15 minutes about how much shit there is on the internet. But my question is, do we have to change the beginning of our show to our, we are no. a by, or a Dude, our kids, our kids might be back in school by the end of, in the middle of April or something for the whole day. Who we knows? We might be a daily you know? podcast if that exactly. shit. We Who might knows? be live on Twitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, let's get the fuck out of all here. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at two not so rad dads. Yeah. Hit us on Gmail at two not so rad dads at gmail.com. Whoa, forgot. We started a group oh, yeah. on ESPN's cool. bracket challenge. You can go play in the March Madness group. All the listeners are invited. There will be a link in the show description. Go there. Uh, Brackets Sunday or Selection Sunday is on the 14th. And then I think you have right up until the first game starts to, to, get, to get your bracket okay, in. Cool. So, And don't forget, I've done this with people in the past, and they forget to hit the submit button at the end. They fill out the whole bracket. They don't hit submit. And then the game start, and then they're out. So uh, winner wins $10 million of Billy's dollars. Ooh, all Monopoly. Nice. And um, Lego money. I thought no. I thought if like the would we'd like uh, give the winner a shout out, or we'd all okay. We'd all curse them out as a group together, depending on how well they did. How about this? The winner will receive a can pick a topic. Oh, I and like we'll that. talk about yeah, it. Yeah, can submit a question. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Not a question, topic, whatever. Right. And then you can kind of control control a bit of the show. Yep. And see how long that lasts. Probably about two minutes before I start talking about some other bullshit. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, go check yeah, that baby. out in the show description. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Peace out. Peace.